ain't no vegan. Put pork chop sandwich in front of you'll see the truth. Oh, we on. Hey, you already know. We're back. Your guy is back. It's another episode of What Do You Know? What Do You Say? happens if you try to go lo-fi I left the uh, I left my little my little speaker left my little speaker at home you know to segue from my intro into you know my stuff but it is what it is man we're, we're going lo-fi we're still figuring this out but uh good afternoon uh good morning Thanks for joining me. This is a uh, What Do You Know? What Do You Say? A gambler's podcast. Here you are with uh, one of the Tri-State's uh, top uh, odds makers. Uh, how are you guys doing uh, this uh, holiday week? It's about to be a Thanksgiving, and I am hyped. Thanksgiving is truly, truly a special time. You know, everything is about to change. You know, it's about to be a new year. It's about to be Christmas. Everybody's all excited. The kids are excited. Every, everybody's excited. You know, it's, it's fall. It's kind of winter. You know, it, it's, just a, it's just a magical, magical time. So here I am coming straight from uh, the heart of Westchester with, uh, some, uh, with some, uh, some holiday cheer. And some, oh yeah, some, some NFL handicapping, my specialty. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening to the pod. What do you know? What do you say? Is a, it's been pretty, pretty dope, pretty awesome experience to me. Um, this is the ninth, the ninth episode. So, with that being said, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that you know uh, I, I get my point across truly and thoroughly with saying that I, I want you guys to make smart bets this week on these NFL games. Um, I'm going to start throwing in value games because, like I said, I, I feel like you, you shouldn't be gambling with anything other than your disposable income. You should definitely set up a budget. You should definitely save to, to have fun with money because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, gambling is... You're having fun with your bread. So, I mean, don't use your last. If you have to use your last, to, this is not, it's not, a good, not a good way to go. Not a good way to go. You, you might be going into degenerate gambler territory. You might want to go talk to somebody. But we're not here to deal with that negative stuff. Like I said, it's about to be Thanksgiving. And not for nothing, it is my favorite, favorite, favorite holiday. Um... It's just the food, the, the, the fellowship, the camaraderie. Um, you know, it's just, a, it's just an all-around good time. You get to see people you haven't seen for, you know, for maybe years and stuff. But, you know, when the family comes together on Thanksgiving, it's always a little bit more relaxed than, say, like, thank, than, say Christmas. Christmas isn't that relaxed because you have to give presents. And it's like, what am I going to get this person? I haven't seen them. Do they deserve it? Oh, why did this person get me that? Oh, why didn't she just give me money? Like I don't know. Like Christmas has become so, has become so commercial. It's it's just not fun anymore. It's like you try to plan how not to be stressed for Christmas. I mean, if you have like young kids, it's fun. But when your kids get older, you know what I'm saying. You know the the planning gets taken out of that. You know what I'm saying. But who knows? It's it is what it is. But. Everybody loves Christmas, but I love Thanksgiving. So I'm going to tell you guys a Thanksgiving story. Some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent, but um, there's a moral to this story. So, uh, you know, uh, last year, you know, uh, went to a relative's house, (laughs) went to a relative's house for uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, it was nice. Relative is a very close relative, and, and, you know, you know, they, they have a pretty, pretty nice house. You know, these are some of the more uh, upscale relatives. Like I said, I don't want to name names because, you know, they probably are going to be listening to this pod. And, you know, and hopefully I will get to, like, listen to it with them. 
because this is my take on that Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is called like the incident. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm just going to name names. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to name names. Went to Thanksgiving at my mom's house last year. Uh, mom is, you know, she's an awesome lady. I really love her a lot. Went with my mom. Went with my, um, with my, my special lady and my son. And uh, we went down there. The, the trip down there was, was very sketchy, super sketchy, um, simply, because, simply because my special lady has set up sketchy transportation to uh, said mom's house for Thanksgiving. That's a story in itself. But anybody who's ever taken like a sketchy Chinese bus that leaves from the middle of Times Square and doesn't actually have like a place where they actually leave from. It's just a it's just a sketchy Chinese guy telling, asking you where you're going. Eh, that's pretty much what happened. So you catch the, the, the sketchy Chinese bus out of uh, Times Square. I mean... Honestly, it, it, it was it was kind of weird because they have you get on one bus and then it's like, ah, whatever. I mean, I should have known. I should have known. I should have known, you know, because when, when my, my special lady told me that she hooked up transportation to Mom Duke's crib, I should have known it was it was a problem when she said it only cost her 30 bucks for, for the three of us. I should have asked more questions. Anyway, I mean, the, get on the bus. I mean, the bus ride was largely anticlimactic simply because, you know, it's a short ride. You know, we're not really going too far. Um, a couple of things that I did would, may want to point out about that particular trip is, uh, well, number one, uh, it looked like there may have been a 14-year-old kid driving the bus at a high rate of speed. Um, that was a little offsetting. Um, but... It is what it is. And then there was a, another girl arguing with her boyfriend. Like, she was, like, headed down to, like, Baltimore, D.C. It, it appeared that she was going to go kill him when she got down there. And we got to hear that entire conversation for the duration of the trip. So, anyway, make no matter. We make it down to my mom's house. I love my mom. My mom is awesome. My stepdad, he's awesome, too. Um, there are intellectuals, educated, uh, uh, other folks might even use the term bougie, but they're definitely, they're definitely black professionals. They're definitely, uh, they've definitely been doing what they've been doing professionally for quite some time and they've done well for themselves, you know, so they got copped them a little crib. Crib is, is, is tough, 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 tough house, you know, you know, something that, you know, I guess they got so the whole family could come and gather and everyone could feel welcome and stuff like that. It's one of those type of vibes and, and, and stuff. So we get there and, you know, and, I mean, we've been there before. It's not like the first time we've been there. So we get there, you know, everybody starts to relax and, um, you know, the rest of the family starts to, to fill in, you know. And, and, you know, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. Nobody's going to stay there longer than a day or two, you know. So, I mean, we get there. You know, everybody gets, you know, comfortable and packed, you know, starts drinking, eating, talking, watching TV, whatever we want to do. So then um, uh, I have a uh, <laughs> sibling decides to bring um, his, uh, his new girlfriend to this, to this particular uh, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, the girlfriend wasn't vetted. And uh, I'm, I'm big on, on vetting people before I introduce them to my family because, you know, I, I, I know certain people's chemicals don't mix. And I, I don't want to, you know, I kind of want to feel the situation out before I'm forcing people to be around each other for, you know, for, you know, given periods of time, especially when it's my family and somebody that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship with. Um, but uh, my bro doesn't feel that way. Uh, <laughs> I love my bro. I have two brothers. Um, I'm the baby. My oldest brother, he's the, the popular one. My middle brother, 
He's the light-skinned, business-minded one. He's the serious one. And I'm the, I'm the I guess I'm the, the creative party animal, so to speak. I, I don't know. Um, but that's, that's, that's the, uh, the roles that we play as brothers. So the party, the, the popular brother brings the new girlfriend who has not been vetted and is obviously off-put by, you know, a, a certain amount of black excellence. It's fine. It's fine. You know, but it was kind of like peep because it was just like, oh, as soon as, you know, he pulls up to the crib, it's just like, all right, I got to, you know, get out of there or what have you. But it's it is what it is. Now, this particular girlfriend, I've met them before and um, I didn't like them. Uh, not one bit. Um, but it is what it is. I don't it's not my girlfriend, but I just kind of wish he didn't bring it. And for some reason, I knew that this was going to go a little left. But I'm like, hey, let's see what happens. You know, let's let's see. So, I mean, boom. Everybody gets there the day before Thanksgiving. Everything goes off without a hitch. We have the dinner, the, the kids. I mean, it weren't too many kids. I think that it was maybe my son and my niece. So it was probably two or maybe three kids. I don't know if my nephew was there, but maybe three kids at the most. And all the adults are there. You know, everybody's eating, drinking, doing whatever, whatever. You know, so <laughs> me and my brother... We, we have to go to work on um, on Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? But anyway, I, I didn't want to stay too long. I don't like staying at my mom's too, too long. Because, you know, my mom, even though I'm a grown man, she thinks that I don't have any responsibilities once I pull up to her crib. And that's, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny at this point, but it, it, it is what it is. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to catch a ride home with my brother. All right, so... His girlfriend is like, she's fiending to leave. Fiending to leave. I'm like, hey, you know what? We're going to be out. It's only about a two-hour ride, you know, back to Westchester, what have you. Just chill out. We'll be out, whatever. whatever. She's like, nah, nah, nah. We got to leave now. We got to leave now. I'm like, I, you know. She's telling my brother, oh, we, we, need to, we need to leave. We need to go. We need to go. I'm like, yo, why is she beasting to go? Why is she beasting to leave or what have you, right? <laughs> so... I'm like, all right, you know, maybe, you know, she has to get back to work or something, you know, maybe she has some stuff going on at the house, you know, everybody, you know, everybody just don't want to chill at, at, you know, at new family's house that they've never encountered before. It's a little bit intimidating. I can understand it. So I understood, you know, where she was coming from. So, you know, we get ready to leave. We actually leave. Now, I know I, I touched upon the fact that my, 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 my mom and my stepdad were a bit bougie. They're intellectuals. Um, they are, you know, some of the sweetest people you ever meet. I mean, they're, they're very understanding. <laughs> um, but they are, they're, you know, my mom is a bit of a neat freak. She is, um, just imagine if, 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 if Claire Huxtable was uh, someone who, didn't like mess, who couldn't stand mess. I mean, it's almost like OCD-ish. Like, she just doesn't want to see dishes in the sink. Just, And I get it, you know what I'm saying? She's retired, so it's just like, you know, she used to have a really hectic job. So now it's just like, you know, you know, she's retired. So now it's just like, oh, let me just be hectic around the house with stuff. Okay. <laughs> so but I'm, I'm saying to say that she's like, she's a, she's a clean freak. She's a neat freak. All right. I'm going to make this story short because I have to get to, to other things. But we get in the car, brand new girlfriend, me, my brother. Mom is very, she's like, okay, guys, get back. You know, it was nice meeting you, new girlfriend, you know, brother, get back safe. You know, make sure everybody gets back safe. Now, mind you, my brother was asleep. I drove back. He's in the front seat with me. He's in the front seat with me. His girlfriend's in the back seat. I'm driving. Now, driving up the New Jersey Turnpike, I would say somewhere right before we got to the GW, I get a phone call from my mom, frantic. Just screaming, like, oh, what's going on? Do you know that this, mm, 
up all over my brand new vanity. <laughs> oh, so apparently the reason why the new girlfriend was trying to get up out of there is because she had too much food, too much liquor, too much whatever, and went into my mom's brand new bathroom and puked all over everything. The vanity, the, the, the toilet, just everything. Just puked all over everything and decided not to clean it up. She decided to go back to New York for <laughs> Oh my! It, it wasn't funny back then because I know how I know how hot my mom was, and I know how embarrassed everybody else was. But it was just now when you think about the story, like it it, it was it it was just the funniest thing. I, I mean, like how do you go to somebody's house and you just like puke all over everything, all over their brand new stuff? Don't even clean it up, but just be like, oh, I gotta go back to work in another state and just bounce and <laughs> don't even say nothing. So the moral of this story is, do not ever, 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 ever invite a girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, a friend that you have not vetted out for like, you know, weird stuff like that to like a Thanksgiving dinner. Ugh, won't go over well. So I got three movies that you need to stay away from. I seen them this week. Um, I actually made the mistake of actually buying these films because I didn't feel like waiting to like rent them because I thought they were going to be good. Actually, one movie I didn't even buy, a special lady bought it. And um, whenever she like picks a movie that sucks, um, I play the I told you so game constantly. Like you can't like you can't ask me to watch a, a, a crappy movie with you. I'll let you know about it. Like I'm one of those type of people that's like when the credits are rolling for the movie to come on, I'm looking at the plot on Wikipedia to see whether this is worth my time or not. Um, stay away from a lot of movies like that. And I didn't do enough Wikipedia research on these three. The first one is The Kitchen with Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy. Okay, uh, very unrealistic, super unrealistic. I mean, it was a period piece. I guess it's set in like the late 70s, early 80s, or what have you. I like stuff like that. But it looks like most of the, the, most of the, uh, the, uh, the zeal was uh, put forward in the period piece, you know, uh, making, making the project look like, you know, like this is 1975 New York or what have you. Totally unrealistic. Totally unrealistic. I mean, you got Tiffany Haddish talking out the side of her mouth like she's a gangster. Uh, you got Melissa McCarthy as like the boss or like the head. It was just very unrealistic. I mean, it, 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 was, actually, it was actually upsetting. Um, I wish when people do like films like this, they take the viewer. Just, just think that the viewer is like, I know you're supposed to take it to account that the viewer is just a moron. But maybe you make a movie that, that takes into account that the viewer isn't a moron and the subject matter that, that you're presenting, maybe, you know, we, we know about it. So maybe you make a better film or make better dialogue. I mean, this movie, The Kitchen, the dialogue was, was I mean, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. So you need to stay away from The Kitchen. The next movie, the next movie that, uh, that I, I saw... And it was actually, um, I'm very disappointed that it was, that it was trash. Uh, I fell asleep on it. I couldn't even finish it because it was just, I was trying to figure out what was the purpose of this movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a new uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino's film, his latest film. Now, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. I'm a fan of how he shoots his films. I'm a fan of the dialogue. Uh, I'm a fan of the violence. I'm a fan of the, 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 the eye blink violence. You know, there's always a Tarantino moment in his films that make it, that make it unique, that make it, you know, you know, avant-garde, so to speak. I mean, I guess my favorite film, my favorite Tarantino movie would probably be Inglorious Bastards. And then after that, 
it's a tie between The Hateful Late and Django. But I definitely think he's I definitely think he's a brilliant director. Um, I definitely think that this was one of his worst movies. Um, this is also a period piece. And it it wasn't anything it wasn't anything that was terrible, terrible. But I mean I had a hard time following it. Let me rephrase that. I had a hard time caring about it. That that was the 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 basic premise was it was about a aging Hollywood actor, a TV actor who was trying to, I guess, regain his career. And then there was like a backdrop of like the Manson killings, and it, it, every everything kind of blended into each other. I mean, I think I fell asleep around the second act, and it was uh, it was a little disappointing because I was looking forward to seeing this movie. Like I, I was really, really, really looking forward to seeing this movie, and and I just I don't know. I'm gonna watch it again, you know. And I should have known because I haven't heard anybody say anything about this movie. Nobody said, "Oh, this movie's dope." And then when I read the Wikipedia, I read it for a second time before I was actually about to watch the movie. It was different from the first Wikipedia, so that was alarming. I'll probably watch it again over the weekend just to you know make sure. But my initial, my initial, you know, thesis on this film is it was garbage. Um, but like I said, I'll watch it again. It's Tarantino. I'll give it a second chance. Okay, so I know I said I was going to give you three movies to stay away from. Actually, this third movie isn't something you should stay away from. It's something that you actually should definitely watch. It's one of my favorite films. It's on Netflix now. It's called Drive. It has Ryan Gosling in it. Uh, hard to give you a plot. It's like Ryan Gosling. He's like a, uh, like a getaway driver, but he's also a super maniac. Um, he doesn't really say too much dialogue in the movie. Everything he basically says is... He probably has a page of dialogue in the entire movie. Um, shot very well. Um, it's... Directed by Nicholas Winding Wren, Refren, something like that. He also did another movie with him, with Ryan Gosling called, I think, Only God Forgives. Same basic premise, beautifully shot like a music video. Um, this movie is kind of violent, uh, but like I said, it's, 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 a, it's a good popcorn movie. Something to sit back and, you know, there's pretty good car chases and stuff in it. But, um... Definitely drive. I definitely need to get the jacket that 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 Ryan Gosling had on in that movie. That jacket is hard. So if anybody knows, you know where to get the jacket from. I mean, guys, can let me know. I'm run out there and get that. So, you know, in my daily uh, conversations, I, I spoke to someone who was telling me how you know it's tra- it's a tradition for them not to have. Thanksgiving dinner, you know, at their home, they go out to like a diner or like a a chain restaurant. And and that's the fun, getting the family together and going out and having, you know, you know, uh, you know, turkey, you know, prepared by, you know, someone who actually has to work on a holiday. I mean, for some reason, that doesn't seem like the safest or the best thing or the most humane thing to do to someone on a holiday that's as big as Thanksgiving like I wouldn't even think to even like go out and ask anybody to do anything for me like you're supposed to be with your family but you know some people you know oh we're going to a diner for Thanksgiving it's wonderful they give you the turkey they give you the turkey the stuffing all the fixings for uh, 250 bucks now here's the deal I don't want to go nowhere where the, you know, the Thanksgiving, you know, food is referred to as fixins. Fixins generally says to me that that stuff wasn't prepared with as much love as, say, the turkey. Now, me personally, I need sodium and sugar for Thanksgiving. These are the two main components that make up my Thanksgiving. I need the mac and cheese. I need the candy games, you know, 
I need the, the, the greens, I need the turnips, you know, and, and all this stuff has to be like slathered in sodium. I mean, this is the one, you know, this is the one meal that you really get to be like, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna go all in, you know, maybe I don't have any vegetables on my plate, maybe I do, you know, I'm not bad with vegetables as long as it's not Brussels sprouts, but we're not even gonna go there. But I just, it, it occurred to me how weird it is for someone to go to like a restaurant for like, uh, for a holiday. I mean, I, I may try to do it just to see what it's like, you know, one time, but I don't know. But this brings me to, you know, to a little segment, what I like to call a top three segment. Now, I'm going to basically tell you what the top three worst chain restaurants in my opinion are. So I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna start from the bottom. So my number three worst chain restaurant, and this is gonna get a lot of, a lot of flack, a lot of, a lot of, uh, I, I could see a lot of pushback on this one, is gonna be Red Lobster. Yes, Red Lobster is one of the worst chain restaurants. I mean, I come to find out that basically Red Lobster moves the needle on all seafood at every restaurant in the country. Like Red Lobster is the is it. <clears throat> but I mean, I haven't, you know, I always feel like I'm kind of like forced to go to Red Lobster when I prefer to actually go to like an actual seafood restaurant. And you go to Red Lobster, it's uh, it's always dark. I mean, it, it's it, they never bring enough cheddar bay biscuits. I mean, the the lobster, the last couple of times I've had the, the, the ultimate feast, the lobster was a little rubbery. I don't like rubbery lobster, man. I mean, I feel if you have lobster, the lobster should be as, should be as, it should be like cake almost. It should be light, it should be fluffy. It's lobster, you know? Uh, but, you know, people love red lobster. It's a celebration hub. You know, people love going there. I'm not going to turn it for lobster trip down. You know, I might dip out before it's time to pay, you know, after I've enjoyed some scallops and some shrimps and some lobster and maybe a couple of beers. Um, don't ask me to pay, though. I'm just kidding. Nah, I really would do that. But Red Lobster's trash. Um, I, I guess I have to put it out there. And you know what? I, I prefer City Island, but everybody doesn't have a City Island, you know? You know, everybody doesn't have a, a fisherman's wharf where you can go get a lobster roll and things of that nature. So maybe you have to go to Red Lobster because, you know, that's, you know, that's maybe you're in a, a small trash town in like Nebraska and that's all they have. And that's the only way you're going to get to experience seafood. And if that's the case, I feel sorry for you and my apologies. And I didn't mean to make light of it, but Red Lobster is kind of trash. Uh, number two. Number two, trash chain restaurant, Fridays. Fridays is garbage, garbage. It's, I, I mean, it's supposed to give off this whole like happy hour, or let's come and hang out vibe, but not for nothing. Every time I go to Fridays, I always get mad depressed. And I guess I get depressed because the people who work there seem depressed or angry. Actually, I think more angry than depressed, and that makes me angry because I initially walked in there feeling sorry for them and then come to find out that they're actually angry because they work there. It's a, it's a kind of a weird transference of energy, but, um, but I've never had a, a good experience at a Friday's. Never, ever. Never, ever. I mean, what do you expect, though? I mean, it's 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 Fridays, but you would think some place called Fridays would have like a air of fun about it. Not so much, not so much. I mean, they get your drink orders wrong. The apps are pretty trash. I mean, you, it's like they substitute, you know, having good food and a good atmosphere for slathering everything in some sort of Jack Daniels sauce, and that's eh, it's not that great. It's not that great. That's why Fridays takes number two on the totem pole of trash restaurants. So there we have it. If you like Fridays, you like it. You know, we're not going to butt heads on that, but I said what I said. Now, the number one trash 
chain restaurant, and this may not come to a uh, come as a surprise to, to many people, um, because I'm pretty sure everybody's been to this place, and everybody who's ever gone there, you you have you're on one end of the spectrum. You either love this place, or you think it is the absolute worst. Now, I think it is the absolute worst. P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's is garbage. I, I just, I, I've gone there three times. All three times, I'm just like, yo, why am I paying $18 for sesame chicken? I go right up the street to, 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 to Lucky Best, you know, and they gonna, they gonna hook me up with a, a sesame chicken, you know, for like six cash. Six cash. And it's gonna have the same amount of rice, you know, it's gonna, it may have the same amount of sesame chickens, you know, but, but hey, I, I just don't like, I, I don't think my local Chinese spot should make better food than the, the, the chain restaurant that's supposed to specialize in this stuff. I mean, where's respect that? Where's respect? You know, P.F. Chang's, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I've tried it. You know, they have, like, sushi. They have, like, ramen. I mean, they have everything there. And I think I may have, I don't, I think I tried the sushi, trash. I think I tried the ramen, trash. Definitely tried the sesame chicken, garbage. So, I mean, and then the ambiance isn't that great. I mean, it really, really isn't that great. That's another place where people seem pretty damn angry to be. And uh, I would imagine, you know, yeah, P.F. Chang sucks. Definitely sucks. Don't ask me to go there. You know, definitely don't ask me to go. Now, if, you know, from my job and that's where they decide to have like a, like a luncheon or something, I'm definitely not going to turn that down. But um, that, is, uh, that is the number one uh, most uh, garbage chain restaurant. Now, for the moment you all been waiting for, let's pick some football games. Yeah. Yo, I just want to give a shout out. I know it's gonna be Thanksgiving and we're all, you know we're all in the spirit, but I just want to give a shout out to anybody who works retail, anybody who has to work Black Friday or actually has to work on Thanksgiving. Yo, shout out to y'all, man. Like. I, it's not fair. I know I've, I've done it. It's, oh boy, it's just wholly not fair. But, you know, guys, stay strong. And Black Friday is a scam, people. Not for nothing. I don't know if y'all notice it. It's a super duper scam. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. Let's get on to some of these picks. So we got three Thanksgiving games. Three. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving is a... I mean, this is pretty much where you know who's going to the playoffs. The playoffs pretty much start now. Um, and what the NFL has been doing in, you know, in these past couple of seasons that I, I thought is pretty dope is that they schedule a lot of, a lot of conference games late in the season, um, which makes for drama if the teams have been performing well. But... It makes, you know, for an enhanced drama if the teams have been performing well. Uh, if they haven't been, you know, it's still kind of a fun game to watch. But, you know, there's going to be certain teams that are always going to play on Thanksgiving. Dallas is always going to play on Thanksgiving, and Detroit is always going to play on Thanksgiving. I don't really rem know the history to that. I know it's some sort of weird type of deal, but um, they, they both have games on Thursday. They're both coming off losses. Um, so the first game Thursday at about 12.30 is going to be Chicago at Detroit. Now, um, Chicago, they uh, beat the Giants last week, barely beat them. Um, their quarterback situation, like I've mentioned, is, um, is a little rocky. Uh, they got a kid out of North Carolina, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, he's a really not stable thrower of the football. Um, he's a very mobile quarterback, but I don't think he gets the NFL game yet. I think it's probably a little bit too fast for him at this point. Um, the offense is uh, stagnant, very much so, and they're just bad at converting on third downs. Um, they're actually still alive. 
Playoff-wise, not by much. Um, they're in that. They're in the uh, in the NFC, and in their conference, it's them, Minnesota, and Green Bay. And that division is honestly still kind of up for grabs. But um, like I said, their offense is stagnant, um, and they have very poor quarterback play. Uh, Detroit, they're giving up 400 yards a game on offense. I mean, I, I, I just don't know how you can do that and think you're going to you know, feel the team that's going to make the playoffs. I thought when the coach came over, Matt Patricia came over from New England, I thought they were going to be, you know, try to be a more, I guess, more exotic defensively, uh, you know, try to frustrate the, the, the opposing team's offense. Um, the opposing team's quarterback. I thought they would be good at that because he was good at that when he was in New England. Um, but that really hasn't happened here. Um, but it's, you know, it's the traditional uh, Thanksgiving Day game between, you know, two mediocre, mediocre squads. Uh, I'm going to take Chicago, and I'm going to take Chicago at minus three, and I'm going to take the over, which is 39. Uh, the next game on the slate actually should be a good one. Um, you got two teams that, you know, should be in the playoffs. You got Buffalo and you got Dallas. Buffalo is at home. I mean, Buffalo is away and Dallas is at home. This is a big game for Dallas. Um, uh, Buffalo's 3-2 and two in its last five games, and they've won two in a row. I mean, they're, they're, they're looking like a different team. They're looking like they're ready to make a move um, to the elite for the next couple of years. They have an elite quarterback, or it looks like he's trying to be elite um, in that AFC East. Um, they're, like I said, they're, they're averaging 140 yards on the ground. Um, they, they've pretty much got a wild card spot locked up. Um, they just basically, they just have to not, you know, implode down the stretch. Um, Dallas, I mean, they 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 got they got they got um they took a tough loss last week against New England. Um, very low scoring game, um, a lot of turnovers, very sloppy. Um, Jason Garrett's on the hot seat. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Jason Garrett should proverbially be on the hot seat all the time, all the time. He's just not. I don't. I've never seen why he was a good football coach or why he would be like a winning football coach, but that's not really, that's not really for me to say. But um, they did take a tough loss last week. Um, so this is a must-win game. They have to keep pace in the NFC East. They have to win the NFC East because, I mean, whoever wins the NFC East, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, whoever comes in second in the NFC East, is not making the playoffs. It's that much of a it's that much mediocrity in the NFC this year. Um, so this is a must-win game for them. Um, they need it. They need to win the division to make the playoffs. I mean, the last thing in the world they'd want to see happen is Philly creeping up, win the division, and then you know they're on the outside looking in. I I already think that Jason Garrett is coaching for his job. So this has to be. Um, this has to be a, a tour de force, you know, by, by the uh, America's team. But with that being said, I don't think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a disaster. I know it's Thanksgiving, but uh, I'm going to take Buffalo at six and a half, and I'm going to take the under, which is 45. Now, the final game on Thursday on Thanksgiving is a, what I would say is the, is the value game. Now, you, you guys have always heard me say, well, I started saying it on the podcast, it's better to go 1-0 and than it is to go 2-1. and So I, I try to look for those games where it's going to provide you the most value. It's going to be, you know, the game where I think that it, everything is going to go to plan. Like, I'm no expert here. I'm, I'm basically just making my observations. I'm, you know, I'm going off the history of the coach and staff quarterback play there are a couple of factors that don't make me an expert but they just give me a little bit more insight than you know your your casual football fan 
Um, so the next game is going to be New Orleans at Atlanta. Um, uh, New Orleans feasts on bad teams. They beat bad teams that they really don't have a they don't have a, a they don't put on the brakes when they play a team that's that's not as good as them. Um, but they also give up a ton of points. Um, they give up a, a, a lot of points and they don't defend the pass well, which is which is a little risky. Um, it's definitely a little risky because that gets you into trouble um, late in game, um, especially if the score is, you know, if you, you got two or three touchdown lead, I mean, that's not really a problem. But you let teams hang around and, and they have a competent, you know, they have a competent quarterback. I mean, they, teams, will, they'll come back on you. You know, Atlanta, I mean, they're, they're a mess. They're a mess. They've been a mess all season. They actually had a very, very small chance of turning around, but they they turned in a stinker uh, last week against the Tampa Bay. So you know this is a. I think this may be the game that gets Dan Quinn fired, um, especially if they get embarrassed. I, I don't know if a Super Bowl can stop this guy from not getting fired in season. Um, I think you know his team may have stopped listening to him months ago but Atlanta definitely needs you know a new leader somebody else to kind of kind of you know motivate these guys I mean they got talent I mean it just doesn't seem like they're using it but like I said I'm, I'm going to use this as my value game and um, I'm going to take New Orleans at minus six and a half and I'm also going to take the under which is 48 and a half I really don't expect this to be the shootout that everyone thinks it's going to be. Um, I think that we're that late in the season where teams are going to try to employ their run game. They're going to try to they're going to try to plug in some newer stuff to try to become multi-dimensional. Um, if you're a passing team, you got to show your run game. If you're a run run team, you got to show your pass game. I mean, it's it's all about balance, people. So, like I said. This is my value game, so I'm going to try to key on this one. I'm going to take New Orleans at minus 6.5, and, and I'm going to take the under, which is 48.5. So on the 1 p.m. slate of games Sunday, uh, we're going to set it off with a team that has been doing me dirty all season long. Every game I pick them, they... They, they, they don't perform every day I pick against them. They want to act like, you know, like they're the best team in the universe. It's very disheartening. Talking about the Jets, people. So the Jets, they are at Cincinnati. And the Jets have been playing some actual pretty good ball since uh, Adam Gase got that vote of confidence from the owner. Generally, a vote of confidence from the owner is the opposite of a vote of confidence. Like, oh, we, we're not planning on firing you in this, during the season. That means they're going to fire you after the season. I mean, I've been watching NFL for a long time, and it seems like that's, you know, how it goes. But it's neither here nor there. The Jets are at Cincinnati. Um, Andy Dalton's back. I mean, he lost his starting spot. I mean, Andy Dalton is not that great. As, as a QB, I mean, he's, he's Andy Dalton. I think they call him the Red Ranger. I mean, come on, Cincinnati. Let's say the, let's say the Jets are going to, you know, take this one easily. So I'm going to pick the Jets at three and a half, and I'm going to take the under, which is 40 and a half. I don't actually expect Cincinnati to score any points. Like, like none. Like, none. Like, um, they're having a terrible season, but they've had a lot of terrible seasons. But who am I to judge? The next game is, I'm thinking this is my big game on Sunday. It's also going to be a value game and a pretty fun game to bet on. It's a division game. we got Tennessee at Indianapolis. Now, these are two teams that are playing way out of character right now. Tennessee is, um, they're doing pretty good. They're 4-1 and one 
since they made a QB switch. Like they went from like their their high draft pick quarterback Marcus Mariota, who I've you know never really thought that much of, to a dude who actually played wide receiver in Texas A&M. He was actually the quarterback for. Uh, the Dolphins for quite some time, Ryan Tannehill. And they actually seem to be responding to this guy. Um, they, like I said, they're 4-1 since they made the switch. Um, and they're playing some, some pretty pretty damn good ball. Um, their run game is, uh, is on point. Um, Derrick Henry, he, he seems to break off a, a 60-yarder or a 50-yarder every time, you know, every time – these, these guys get on national television. So their run game is pretty solid. Indianapolis, they're no slouch either. Their offensive line is incredible. And they're also averaging about 144 yards on the ground. And they're, they're having some pretty good quarterback play. Brissett is back, um, Jacoby Brissett. And, I mean, he's not turning the ball over. Um, this should be a really good game. This should be a, a really, really good game. Both of these teams have designs on making the playoffs. I mean, both of these teams have designs on winning the division. So um, I'm going to take uh, Indianapolis at two and a half. And I'm going to take the over, which is 43 and a half. I expect this to be a really fun game to watch. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a big game. It's a big game for both of them. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a, a legacy for this season writing game for both of these teams. So you're going to definitely have to watch out for this. The next game that we have is Philadelphia at Miami. Now, uh, I have been looking at Miami all season, and they've always been at least a, a touchdown or two um, underdog. And, you know, sometimes these guys uh, really play ball. They really play play uh, hard for for um, uh, Coach Flores and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's the quarterback there now. He always gives you a chance to win, or he makes it interesting. He makes it fun to watch. But um, Philly comes to town. Philly's on its last legs. Uh, they haven't been playing well. Um, they can't score any points. They can't really move the ball. And... Um, their quarterback situation, I don't know if the guy's hurt. I don't know whether, you know, he's regressing or not. But I, I don't know what's going on with them. They may not make the playoffs. I mean, for them to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win the division because they're not going to be able to get that wild card spot with their record right now. So with, this, with that being said, I'm going to take my, Miami at a plus nine. And I'm going to take the under, which is 45 and a half. The next game on the 1 o'clock slate is the Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. Now, uh, I don't even want to get into this. Fire Pat Shermer. That's all I can say. Fire Pat Shermer. Fire Dave Gettleman. Just that, that's all I can say. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm livid with the Giants situation. I'm, I'm really actually livid with the Giants situation. I mean, there are so many things that we could have done in the past three years to improve the team I mean they're supposed to be on a whole different tier but the decision makers on this team it just seems like they're, they're trying to build a team from 88 as opposed to a team from 2021 and it's it's not working it's not working uh the defense is playing a little better but not much um I I know that their, their cornerbacks like the jog to plays that that's not great um Especially, you know, in the NFL, uh, you may want to, you know, get a cornerback or two that gives 100%. And, you know, and Saquon just doesn't look like he's, um, he doesn't look like he's himself. Uh, I mean, I would shut the guy down. Um, he's a running back for Pete's sake. I mean, his value comes from him being healthy and he's not healthy right now. So you're not really getting any value. Um, value for him so but with that being said you know this is my team so I'm gonna take the the Giants at a plus six and a half I don't know why I'm doing this even though Green Bay is coming off of a a, a a really really bad loss and I'm gonna take the over which is 46 
I expect this to be sort of a shootout. Um, nobody's defending anybody, so uh, this should be this should be a fun game to watch. Um, I just don't see the Giants losing this game by more than a touchdown. Watch them lose by four. <laughs> Next one o'clock game is Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Um, I don't expect this game to be to be like a revenge game. I don't expect it to be anything out of the ordinary. Um, I expect it to be a normal game. I expect it to be, um, you know, I expect it to be smash mouth. I expect it to be some hits, but you know, all the, all the stuff that happened with Miles Garrett and, and, and Mason Rudolph last week with, you know, Miles Garrett trying to murder Mason Rudolph on the, um, on the field. I don't think that plays into the game because that was just some stuff that just, I mean, it just happened. It was, it's not part of the game plan to go out there and bash somebody in with his own helmet. It's just not that. But um, I don't think Pittsburgh wins this game. I think Cleveland has found some sort of rhythm, found some sort of chemistry where they can, you know, maybe build on what they've done um, these past couple of weeks. I just see improvement there. Um, so I'm going to take Cleveland at a minus two, but I'm also going to take the under, which is 39 and a half. The next one o'clock game is Washington at Carolina. Um, Washington won a game last week. Yay. I mean, what are you going to do? They won a game, finally. The quarterback, he, you know, threw a couple of touchdowns. Um, the kid might develop out. He might develop out. I mean, I, I have a, 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 I have a, a special affinity for the guy because his name is Dwayne, and I feel like I want to see all Dwaynes do well, especially athletically. But I mean, this guy was asking his offensive line, like, "What can I do to help you guys out more?" You don't want to be asking him that, and you don't want that to get out to the media. Um, I mean, you kind of want to keep a couple of things in house. I know in this transparent society we want to know the goings-ons of everything but I mean quarterback and his offensive line I mean that's a that's a that's a different type of bond there you want to make sure that these guys got you and 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 that's that with that being said I'm taking Carolina at a plus 10 because I think these cats is getting blown out I think they're gonna get smoked I think McCaffrey's gonna have a field day I think Kyle Allen's gonna get off the schneid and and show why Oh, let's 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 send Cam Newton to Miami. So I'm going to take Carolina at a plus ten, and I'm going to take the under, which is forty. The next one p.m. game is a value game. Um, it's Tampa Bay at Jacksonville. Now, I mean, Tampa Bay they won a won a game last week. They don't win many, but uh, Jameis has been playing for a contract. Uh, we saw what happened to Mariota. They were one and two. In the draft a couple of years ago, and it's time for they, it's time for them to get those big contracts. And uh, Jameis has been playing pretty well. I mean, Tampa Bay they put up a ton of yards. They put up a lot of yards. But both of these teams, Jacksonville and Tampa Bay, are giving up. You know, they're giving up more points than they're scoring. So that makes for for close games. Um, this is going to be a close game. I mean. It's also one of those Florida, Florida rivalry games, which are always kind of fun to watch. I'm going to take Tampa Bay at a plus one, and I'm going to take the over, which is 49. This is one of those value games I'm talking about, people. So this is something that you, you may want to look at this to, to, to put the money on. Remember, one and oh is better than two and one. And for the game of the week, the game of the week San Fran at Baltimore. I, I can't wait to see this game. I really can't wait. I can't wait to see this game. So what you have, you have uh, Lamar Jackson, the leading candidate for MVP. I, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of these guys on TV talking. Oh, I was wrong about him. You know, I didn't think he was going to be this good. Like, like, bro, we we knew he was going to be this good. Like, we we totally knew that he was going to be this good. He was this good in. Louisville. So to say that, oh, I didn't think he was going to be that good. It's, 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 it's laughable. 
So with that being said, it's Lamar versus San Francisco's front four. Lamar beats good teams, but San Fran gets home with, with just four guys. So, I mean, if you can get home with four rushers, leave one spy on Lamar. I mean, cover all the receivers. Let's see him throw the ball. So I'm going to take Baltimore at a minus six, and I'm going to take the over, which is 45. Like I said, Lamar beats good teams, and San Francisco, they are a good team. So now for the late slate, there goes that word again, 4 p.m. games. We have the Chargers at Denver. Now, this is going to be my dunker of the week, like a slam dunk, like you can't miss. Like, this is the best decision that you could make. This is the best game that you could possibly bet on. I mean, unless everything, you know, turns to disaster and the, uh, the rookie quarterback that Denver decides to start um, suddenly turns into, you know, into Tom Brady in his first game against a division rival that hasn't, you know, won a game in a while. Uh, so we got the charges at Denver. Like I said, this is my dunker of the week, which means it's my best bet. Um, and your, your, your best bet would be to bet on this game. Um, I'm taking L.A. at two and a half. And I'm going to take the under, which is 39. Remember, this is the dunker. You guys want to bet on. You want to bet on a game. This is the one. Okay, the next game is Oakland at Kansas City. I mean, this is also a division game. Oakland has been playing pretty good. They took a really, really bad loss to the Jets last week, which I kind of envision. Like I said, I don't like, uh, I don't really care for West Coast teams flying all the way across the country to play early morning games in New York. It just never works out, you know, well. Um, I don't care what time you guys got into New York. I don't care when you guys left. It's just teams just don't perform. It's, it's, it's a, that time, that time change aspect really plays a role. Um, but this is a division game. They're back on the West Coast. I'm going to take, it's going to be Oakland at Kansas City. Um, I'm going to take Oakland. I mean, they're a plus 10. I mean, John Gruden, please find a way to not make your team lose by more than 10 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys could actually win the game. And I'm going to take the under, which is 51 and a half. The 820 game, it seems like New England is always on like a primetime game. But uh, they, they have the primetime slot. I, I would have thought that, you know, uh, San Fran and Baltimore would have got flexed to this spot, but didn't happen. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they get flexed to this spot. I hope so. But uh, it's New England at Houston. Um, I'm going to take Houston at a plus three. And I'm going to take the under, which is 45 points. Yes, I am picking against New England. New England has been pretty, pretty good against the spread. But I'm going to take Houston on this one. Remember, Houston plus three and the under, which is 45. Now, finally... Monday night football. Monday night football. You have Minnesota at Seattle. Now, I kind of expect Seattle to be in the Super Bowl this year. I would like to see Seattle-Baltimore um, in the Super Bowl. Um, I kind of feel like it may be Seattle-Houston uh, Seattle in the Super Bowl. Uh, you can quote me on that, but I think Seattle is going to make it. Um, I definitely think... I definitely think Baltimore and Houston are going to be in the mix. They're definitely going to make the, uh, the, the playoffs, I believe. But Houston, I definitely think should make the playoffs. But I'm going to take Seattle at a minus three on this one. Minnesota doesn't really scare me. I know they're supposed to have a good defense and stuff, but they're, they're not, you know, they don't seem like they match up too well with, uh, with Seattle. And hopefully Seattle gets Clowney back. Um, and they can, you know, they can start getting their defense to gel a little bit better for this stretch run. But I'm going to take Seattle at a minus three. And I'm going to take the over, which is 49. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want everybody to have a safe and wonderful holiday. Enjoy all the food. Enjoy all the family. This is a time to be thankful. You know, if things are going right, 
you know, pray for them to keep going right. If they're not going right, they will eventually. And in the word of uh, in the words of uh, Nori from uh, Paid in Full, my favorite part, y'all be cool like how y'all be cool. Water. 